What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Christmas edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down their waiver wire, talk some injuries, guys coming back, guys who went down. We had another really bad injury on Saturday that we're going to talk about, so we'll let you know who to pick up and who's going to get better as well. With me to do so is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Well, in addition to uh, my internet being down for the entire afternoon and evening last night, my my direct TV, there's something shaky somewhere, and it, my picture keeps going in and out. So I, I'm having a, I'm having some te- technological oh. difficulties right now. But no, I'm quickly, I'm kind of mad at direct TV. Like they did this whole big update, and like everything runs so slow now for me. Like I don't know. I, I'm di- I'm not a, not a satisfied customer. With how much they charge us, if anyone has direct TV, like your direct TV bill's stupid high. It's stupid high. I hate how much I pay for my direct TV. Well, okay, so enough about satellite TV. We're not doing like an advertisement for like Dish Network or anything, but hey, we're subscribers. But anyways, so let's just quickly, um, you know, again, we always say you know your league better than us. So I think like John Collins has to be a no-brainer pickup. Uh, Josh Richardson also has to be owned. We talked about him way too much. Um, another guy we're going to talk about for Golden State may not be quite no-brainer, but I kind of think he is. That's more more of an opinion thing. Um, but yeah, I think Con- Collins is is really just staked his claim that he's the man. Just dunks all over the place. He's his fouling's down. He just looks a, a lot better. And I can't. Believe, I thought they were going to start him for sure on Saturday night. They didn't. and They probably should have. But again, he played well, and it's just a matter of time before he starts. And the minutes are there anyways. Yeah, I mean, and he he just doesn't miss shots. I think he's like nineteen to twenty four over his last like three games. Yeah, dunks. <laughs> it's just stupid. You know, sixteen point seven boards. I wish he blocked blocked more shots. Um, but whatever. I, I love John Collins. He's fun to watch. Yeah, it makes his free throws. Blocks are coming at least a little. He had that four block game that kind of skews it a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, he he's just slams that no brainer. We were, you know, he was that shoulder injury derailed him a little bit, but he is right back on the tr- on the tracks, full steam ahead. Okay, so the big injury on Saturday was a bad one, and it looked terrible. Uh, in one of my deeper leagues, I saw it looked terrible. Like, he was in so much pain. I was like, oh boy. And I picked up Biz before he even stepped foot in the locker room. And yeah, bad news. Our first metacarpal fracture, he's out six to eight weeks. So you're looking all star break March and maybe even shutdown. Um, that's not good. So this guy was just incredible. Pretty much early round, he was what, top like six or seven the first like month of the season. So um, I guess you want to act like you pretty much just have to stash Vooch. If you if you drafted Vooch, most most teams I know that have Vooch on their team are doing pretty well. Uh, again, there's other factors there, but um, what what you, how do you feel about having Vooch right now? Or you're asking if we need to stash Vooch? No, no, yeah, just like what do you feel about um, like I, I don't know. we know the drill with this. You guys who listen to this podcast, you know the deal. Like if your guy gets hurt. And if you're in a good position, if you're in first, second, third, chill. If you're in 12th, 11th, whatever, then you've got to make a move. Like, you can't take that zero. Right. And, like, to me, I mean, you said it yourself. You said all-star break, March, and then you said possibly shut down. To me, that's like, you know, you can't – I know Vooch has been cut in most of the leagues that I'm in already. And unless you've got an IR spot or – or a weekly league where where you've got plenty of room to to hold him, you hold him. But if you need a, a warm body in there, you, you can't do it. You've got to you've got to move on. Um, and I think Bismack Bismack Biombo, um, 
has a lot of holes in his offensive game. He's not going to score a lot of points. He's going to struggle to score 10 points on any given night. But, I mean, he should rack up a ton of boards and blocks in the next month or two. Yeah, I was looking because, remember last year, they brought Vooch off the bench um, for a little bit, and they were starting biz. But the games that Vooch didn't play, he played some big minutes. He played upper 30s in the first stint, and then he was his numbers weren't great. Like, he was pretty much 10-10, and 10, and his blocks out, he had like two or three great block games, like three plus, and then like pretty much one or zero the other one. So you're pretty much looking at like 10, nine and probably like 1.8, which is good. Um, especially, hopefully he doesn't go to the line a lot because he's really terrible there. But um, yeah, again, blocks are gold, man. If you get 1.8 blocks, you're basically like automatically on the radar uh, for, for fantasy. So yeah, he's... That he was a no-brainer ad last night. Um, if your league's legit, you probably already missed out. But um, yeah, you know, actually, as a matter of fact, like if he's still out there, I don't even know if I would pounce. Unless you know, you find yourself really hunting for blocks and you lose by a block every week or something like that. Yeah, um, I just went in while while we were getting ready to do this. I went in and, and made a bunch of moves um, in my leagues, and I did not pick Biz up anywhere, but. I'm pretty deep in center uh, in all my leagues, so the I don't know. I, I like I like Bismack. I'm fine with adding Bismack. Uh, if you need blocks and rebounds, he's your guy. But if you if your team struggles to score points and Denzel Valentine or somebody like that sitting out there, that might be a better move. Okay, yeah, I think I mean it depends on your team, right? But he's yep. he's in that he's in that Valentine tier. He's not in the John Collins, Jordan Bell, Richardson tier. He's, you know, that, that tier that's just suddenly, we don't know what he's going to be yet. Like, we kind of know what Jay Rich is. We kind of know what Collins is. We don't really know what Bell is, but his upside kind of trumps that for me. Um, other beneficiaries of that, uh, Jonathan Simmons gets a crazy boost. I believe it's like 10.1 usage rate boost without Vooch. Other factors there because he was high usage when he was on the bench. But still, you're looking at what should be a three or four usage rate bump, even when Fournier comes back, when Gordon comes back. Um, they put Adrian Payne as the backup five man last night, which is kind of puzzling. This guy is not very good. He was in the G League for a while. Um, just not. I mean, it just tells you that that Biombo is the only center they have. Yeah, and they they really haven't played Spates much at center. They really like him at the four. They don't really trust him down low on the block for I guess how that team's put together. So yeah, I don't know if I think Spates benef- benefits there. Um, I guess I would. I add, mean, he should. Yeah. <laughs> Should, but I don't know if he's gonna. Right, but that just like you gotta think. that first game when Gordon was out, or first or second, whatever it was, and he was a DMPCD. I think it was the first one. It was like, oh my god, that's that's bad. So they basically just decided to go super small. And then Isaac was out too that game, so like it was well, it was surprising to me that Spates was out that game. Yeah, and this should help Gordon a little bit too, right? For sure, yeah. And Alfred Payton, career-high 30, so he benefits as well, who may have been dropped in like an 8 or a 10, man. He's pretty bad coming into the weekend. So, yeah, pretty much every... Like, the Magic are so weird besides Vooch. They were all fantastic. They were all kind of bad besides, I guess, Gordon. And then now they're kind of getting good again because Vooch just takes such a massive hole and massive uses is going to go around. So And they're, and they're all kind of hurt. yeah. <laughs> So like, and then um, Gordon's questionable. So I, if if Hazonia's still on the wire right now, I think his value is kind of passed. So I wouldn't really pick him up. Yeah, I put him in there. Uh, I put him in the column uh, just because he's he had such a great week without Gordon. And, and the fact, I mean, 
the fact remains he can play shooting guard or small forward if they need him to. Uh, but I, I think, like you just said, last week was the week to own Hazanya and not this week. I think he may be the only player in the NBA to start at three positions. So that's kind of, I guess, interesting. Oh, they had him listed at guard. But I don't know if, what, what that is, but... Yeah, he's come a, he's come a long way. Came up as a shooting guard, and they've really shifted him to that power forward spot. But um, yeah, okay. So Jordan Bell, love this guy. Um, pretty big weekend. I talked about this on the pod Saturday with Strope that he's basically like a twenty. I don't know the stats from the last game, but he was basically twenty four ten three and three on defensive stats um, per thirty six. So this guy is just a stat machine, and I'm like I think you have to own him. Like he's basically the, the, the Draymond with the defense. So, yeah, pick him up, see what happens. Again, mystery box here. Steve Kerr himself said that Zaza Pachulia is, quote, probably going to get his job back. So he left the door open that when Zaza comes back, and then in case you missed his quote after the Friday win, he was asked about how he was uh, strong mentally and growing as a player as far as knowing the game. And he said, oh, it's, it's not hard. Basically just run. And pass it to the light-skinned dudes and the skinny dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jordan Bell is my boy. Uh, so, uh, how like is he in that Collins tier for you? He is for me. Is he in that like Collins like click Adam kind of thing? I mean, he's close, dude. He's really, really close. Um, you you worry about him just because he's so good when Draymond wasn't playing. Now Draymond's playing. Draymond dinged up his elbow again. Uh, last night, so he says he's going to play tomorrow, but we don't know that for sure. Um, and Steve Kerr's not going to be afraid, especially with with having confidence in Bell. He's not going to be afraid to rest Draymond, um, especially you know if the Warriors are blowing somebody out. Draymond could sit if if they have back to backs. Draymond could sit. I mean, to me, Jordan Bell is a is a great ad right now. And I got a I got a text message from. My buddy Mark uh, yesterday, he's like, dude, before the game, he's like, I want to cut Brooke Lopez and pick up Jordan Bell. And yes. I was like, dude, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Bell Bell's only owning 30% of leagues out there right now. And like you said, he's a mini Draymond Green. He's a mini Kawhi Leonard. He, he's that kind of player. And I'm with you, dude. If he's available in your league, I think you should pick him up. Yeah, but I you gotta have somebody to cut to do it. Yeah, like Brooke Lopez, I'd probably do it, man. Like Jordan Bell's Jordan Bell's upside is just as high, if not higher. Vukovic, I'd cut him to get Bell. Yep. You're gonna have uh, to what, what about Mike? Con- what about Mike Conley? Ooh, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. Hear, hear me out. The, the The Grizzlies are tied, or were tied, or are somewhere close to having the worst record in the NBA. They're terrible right now. They're uh-huh. ship. Be sinking. They're not going to make the playoffs. Conley's injury is obviously serious. Like I'm wondering how much he's going to play once he's healthy. I mean, if I'm if I'm Memphis, I'm thinking about shutting him down. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's shift gears to that then. So um, they made an interesting change yesterday. They booted Mario Chalmers out of the rotation and they played Kobe Simmons. Which I, I picked up in the thirty man league. This is we're talking like twenty teams or deeper. I'm interested here. Uh, he had a pretty decent line. He does a little bit of everything. He's pretty decent in steals, so he's got my attention. And you know, sixteen or deeper, because as you said, maybe they trade Tyreek Evans. Because I mean, 
they don't really have a long-term commitment to him, so he's possibly getting traded. Like this, As you said, this team's terrible. So they need to make some moves. I would keep an eye on that. Obviously, Tyreek's been just fantastic in every sense of the word, been healthy besides that minor hip thing. But, yeah, it's kind of open season on adding bad, like, young Grizzly players, man. So, I mean, we know Chandler Parsons is a shutdown candidate. Jamichael Green was out yesterday. Um, I mean, Brandon Wright's hurt all the time. He didn't. I was surprised. Marcus Soule was doubtful yesterday, and he started. Uh, so, and they won yesterday. So, go figure. And your boy Kobe Simmons played 25 minutes. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a deep league, uh, definitely a deep league guy you want to look at. And then Andrew Harrison um cannot shoot the ball but as long as Conley's out he's going to get all the minutes and he's sort of like uh sort of like Bismack Biombo you know somebody's got to got to fill that gap and play those minutes um just Harrison's a guy you can add if you don't really care about field goal percentage but if you if you uh cherish your team's great field goal percentage I don't know that Harrison's a guy you want to add I mean his he's done like I've seen him he's just not good enough I don't care I'd rather have someone with a mystery box Okay, so moving on to a team that's a lot better. Big win. They were really pumped up about the win against the Warriors yesterday. That is the Denver Nuggets. And they have an interesting wrinkle, which is interest, also double interesting. It's interesting because last year, the Nurkic-Jokic thing just went down. It was awful. It was one of the worst decisions they could have made. And now, which is the, what they thought, Mason Plumlee could play next to Jokic. And it's really been a phenomenal combination for them in the past four games, I believe. They're like plus 30 net rating or something like that. So uh, he did dislocate his pinky return. They called it a quote sprain, heavily taped. And he's looked pretty good. This guy can fill stat sheets if you're okay punting free throw percentage. So, again, he's kind of like, I don't, because you, you know that we, it's, Millsap will be back before Vooch will be, right? He would think. Should be. Yeah, so I think that's kind of similar. So, like, if you want a stat filler, bigger upside, I think Plumley. If you want boards and blocks, then Biombo. So, like, kind of look at your team, but they're kind of in that same tier for me. Plumley had those six turnovers last night. That uh, was spe- yeah. That was very special. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Plumley's playing pretty well, man. I mean, if I put him as the second center on waiver wire this week. Uh, you know, he's playing next to Jokic. It seems to be working out. Um, so, yeah, I... I'm down with Plumley. If you, yeah, well, I, would you rather own Plumley or uh, John Henson? I think I'd still take Henson, especially yesterday. Henson's big game yesterday was kind of a result of Giannis not playing, though. But um, yeah, I'm. I think I would still own Henson. I don't think Henson's quite dead, and I'm not too enamored with Plumley's upside. I think it's so. close. Yeah, but it's after, close. And, after and, last night, I think I'd take Henson. Yeah, and sh- one thing too, we know Malone is not afraid to play the matchups. So lately coming into the weekend and coming out of the weekend too, they went that with that double big lineup. But last weekend they went Tory Craig. So yeah, you know, it's we know Malone will play the matchups and it's not like Tory Craig was playing poorly, so yeah, it's I, I think that Henson's floor is a lot safer. So and then also who hasn't again, Tory Craig's been affected by this Plumway thing, who hasn't been affected has been Trey Lyles. I don't even need to say anything, man. He's just he's been really good. And I think he should be owned, man. He's I think he's in that not Collins, but he's in that back end of that tier. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, him and him and this guy Mike Scott that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Like, they're the same guy. They're 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 kind of no namers. They're both kind of power forwardy, 
and and they're both playing really really well. Like Lyles has been been lights out. He's yeah he got 29 minutes off the bench here tonight. The minutes are there. Uh, they like him. Fareed's not even in the rotation. So until Millsap Millsap gets back, I think Lyles is strong. Yeah, he's got a real nice fit in that second unit. And again, they're kind of staggering those center minutes. So. Pumley's, I think he only played 16 minutes per game next to Jokic, so that's leaving you know, 32 minutes of power forward minutes available. Some go to Wilson Chandler, some don't. But, yeah, there's an opportunity there, the point point being there. And they actually put him on cat on defense uh, earlier. I was kind of surprised by that. So they really trust him. Um, yeah, like you said, kind of the Spider-Man meme with uh, Lyles and Mike Scott. They're basically the same guy. Um, I definitely buy Lyles a lot more because there's less of a roadblock. Like, you're betting against Marquise, I'm sorry, yeah, Markeith Morris. I got Marquise Chris on the brain. Um, so, yeah, you're, you, like I always say, you got to figure out who you're betting against when you add someone. And I think betting on Lyles, there's way less stuff you're betting against. Again, Mike Scott, you're betting against Morris. Um, so, Zach, you're, Levine, you're also betting against Mike Scott not shooting 70% on <laughs> the floor for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think about 72 not, in his last 10. Like, this month he's like 70% or something. It's insane. And it's a lot of jump shots, too. It's not like. College yeah, is just Dunksville. Yeah. So, Zach Levine update. Fred Hoiberg was asked, do you think that January 13th is a target date? He said something like that, basically. Um, that date's important because it is Zach Levine bobblehead night. So, uh, apparently, oh. that makes sense. So, um, the goal here is they're going to start him in contact practice, it sounds like, on the 30th. They want to get him through six practices and with as many in consecutive days in a row. So they want to have him practice one day, practice the next. Uh, they want to see how he responds to back-to-back work. So uh, I've pretty much said I'm not a big Levine guy. Um, granted, the Bulls are playing better, even though they're two-game losing streak against two of the best teams in the East. But, um, yeah, I have low expectations, man, because we know Levine was good last year because he was such a volume guy, upper 30s minutes. But, um yeah, so I guess you could add him if if you're okay stashing. Like, dude, I don't even think I don't even think you can add him because he's owned in so many leagues. Yeah. I was gonna put, I was gonna put him in wired, but his his ownership's like seventy percent or something crazy. Um, so the people that want him already have him, and I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, he's coming off such a serious injury. He's on a new team. Uh, Denzel Valentine's playing well. Um, Justin Holiday's playing well. So I don't. I think I think people that are waiting for Zach Levine to blow up once he comes back are, are going to be kind of disappointed. Yep. Um, maybe package him for two for one. You know, I I just I don't. Maybe I'll eat my words on this one, but um, yeah, I, I just don't see the upside. But again, minutes are minutes, so he's going to play probably mid twenties. So that comes out of you mentioned Valentine. So if Valentine's sitting on the wire, unless you're using him this week, and I think he has four games this week, three or four games. Do you have that? Four games. There you go. Thought so. So yeah, uh, I'm good with that. I'm good with Nawaba um, for the week. Although Nawaba's trended down partially because again seesaw. Um, Valentine's up. Nawaba's down a little bit. So it's gonna be messy though. I wouldn't confidently start those guys. Like if you're in a shallower-ish, like a standard 12-13 round, 12-team league, then you're probably gonna be able to do better. I would think, depending on if, maybe if you're really short-handed on three-game guys or something. I kind of thought Nuwaba was going to ruin Denzel, but it, it hasn't happened. Yeah, the, Denzel got hot. That's like like I always say, man. Shoot, shooting guards and like the, either way, like Holiday, Nuwaba, and Valentine—they're all like shooting guards, quote unquote. Despite how they some play small forward. So I guess we're good there. So the Suns, 
They are something, man. They mm. have one of the most interesting... Like, when you look at lineups and how they do, their starters have been awful. So, since Isaiah Cannon arrived, their starting lineup for four of those five games because uh, Chandler rested, they are a minus 35.7 net rating. And then their second unit has been just, like, the flip of that. Um, I think they're th- plus 30-something. 30, 30 I don't have it. But, yeah, they, it's basically been... And they closed late, and their minutes are pretty even. So, really, who's stepped up is Isaiah Cannon, the point guard Isaiah Cannon. Career-high assists last night. He just has a firm grip on the offense. Again, I talked about this pretty much three pods in a row, that McDonough loves their chemistry between Cannon and Len. So, they look good, man. Both Cannon and Len. Um, I think Len's in that tier where he has to be added in 10-teamers. Uh, and Cannon's got to be added in 12-teamers, man. Um, he's pretty much sent Mike James packing. Tower Eulis has been just awful. Doesn't close. Turnover prone. Can't score. Can't play defense. Just checks every box about a bad player right now. So, yeah. Uh, Cannon looks great, man. Again, this team needs a point guard. They don't have one right now. Eulis isn't the answer right now. Maybe he is in a year or two, but there are opportunities there for Cannon, for sure. Uh, and the point guard options in fantasy, as far as what's out there on the waiver wire, is so limited. I think Cannon looks like one of the one of the better bets. Um, he scored in double dig- digits in all five of his son's games. Um, he's getting minutes. They, they haven't started him yet, but man, They're not going to, points, yeah, which is fine. 15 points and nine assists and two threes. I, what's not to love? You got to add the guy. Yeah. They're not going to start I, him, but that's fine. I think you and I are a little, uh, I think we differ in opinion of Lynn, not, not completely because I like Lynn. I think he's worth owning. I've got him in a cu- couple leagues, but like, I don't know if Len's a must-add player. His minutes have been down the last three. He's not doing anything except points and boards, and even lately those are a little shaky. And and just the way the Suns are with their centers, I don't, I don't, I still don't know that Len's going to play every night. And and you, he's played seven in a row, which I think is remarkable, uh, and it's great. Um, but I, I just still don't tro- fully trust the guy. Yeah, like I said, if if I'm going into a night, it's probably like a 95% chance I think Len's going to play, which is still bad. You like it to be like 100. But, um, again, he's healthy. And he has the ankle. Like, I think what would derail him would be injuries. Like, if he has ankle soreness and it's even there a little bit, that'll knock him off. So, and then if that happens, then you could cut him. But, again, he's not in that John Collins tier. He's, he, I would take him over Biombo though. Would you? Yes, yeah, I, I think, think I yeah I, I I think he's in the top the top pickup tier. Um, so just quickly, Devon Reed's coming back. That's interesting to me. Um, Josh Jackson totally flamed out at the shooting guard position. He's been really bad again. That first unit's just been the, arguably the worst unit in basketball the past week and a half. Um, God bless T.J. Warren. Yeah, T.J. Poor guy. Um, so yeah, he, I don't know where Reed's going to fit because Troy Daniels has played well. I don't know what they're going to do with, I guess they'll just pretty much put Jackson straight back up, um, with Booker in there and Troy Daniels has played well. So I don't know if they're going to play bump. They, they might bump Eulis out and play Booker at the point, man. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they do that. So I don't know. I would keep an eye on that situation. Again, these bad teams are going to be tough, man. So like these Grizzlies, we don't really know what the deal is. Did you take your blood? blood pressure medicine today i did not uh marquise chris oh no 12, 12 points three blocks and a, and a three-pointer last night 
I'm done. I cut them pretty much <laughs> everywhere except for my 30, man. I, I'm done. I cut I'm, them everywhere except I'm for just, my 30, I'm, man. I'm over it. I'm not, I'm not, no more, no more crisp pimping here. <laughs> I'll take the, I'll take the L, move on. Like, I just, Dragon Bender's out playing him again, so. Yeah, if you have Marquise Chris, I don't, no, I don't know. Like, all, all these guys I'm saying, like, Biombo and above, like, Len, Cannon, pretty much. Like, I would probably rather have Levine. I'm not even high on him. Like, Chris is just, <laughs> he's done, dude. Take my, I'll take my L there. That And, um, it's okay, though. It's not over. The season yeah. is over. Yeah, so you're still a believer? No, I don't. I've I've moved on. Uh, actually, I've got him like on the bench in a couple weekly leagues, but uh, I still think there's a decent chance he could he could turn it around at any time, just like he did last year. I don't know. It's I don't true. think I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't put money on it happening, but I wouldn't be shocked if it did. Right, but he was vol- He was just straight volume too. Like he had big minutes consistently. Didn't have Dragon Bender push. So what really what happened with him that we missed? I missed. Like Dragon Bender's better than we thought. And that's the same thing when same thing with Norman. Two, two guys I pimped that flamed out. Norman Powell is the other one because I underestimated Dragon Bender. I underestimated OG Ananobi, and that's those two reasons are the why that they're just bad. So all right, what's so. next? Next, we got the Heat. Lots of injuries. Dion Waiters went down. No timetable to return. This is that bad left angle. Ended the season last year. Turned it a couple times in the preseason. Turned it three times in the season opener. Just clearly instability in this ankle. Uh, all Again, all same ankle. So he's out now. Ankle roll didn't look bad, but it swelled, it swelled up on him. Um, so that, even though it didn't look bad, if it's swelling on you a day later still, like that's bad. So he's probably out for a little bit. Uh, Goran Dragic returned way earlier than expected. They were targeting Tuesday. Bumped him up. Played him Saturday. 5-15 from the field, if I remember. Um, he's going to have trouble shooting. He's a lefty, left elbow. Said there's pain always there. Like, he's going to have to fight through this. The Heat players gave him credit for that. So he's hurting there. Hassan Whiteside doing on-court work, progressing. So you probably got another week, I would say. And Justice Winslow also was, like, on the injury report with a chance to play, like, six days ago or something. And he hasn't played since. He's still out. So... And James Johnson got hurt. Yeah, and James Johnson, again, with the bursitis. So that's, that's bad. Um... So Jordan Mickey, Jordan Mickey was a letdown this week, man. He had good minutes, but no, didn't block shots. And he had one block on the week. Um, he he let us down. Um, Kelly Olynyk had the monster game against the Celtics, so he made it worthwhile just from that game alone. Dan Adebayo has been really good. His assists have been phenomenal. Eric Spolster called him a computer because <laughs> of how well he processes the game right now. So I think Bam is the guy um, of this. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because Kelly Lennox going to be matchup based, and I think Bam's got it. Like I think Bam is going to play regardless at center, unless Lennox hot. But um, and then also again, Jay Rich is hot. Ellington crazy threes he's going to take. He didn't make them last night. Um, last night meaning Saturday night. Um, anything and then Jay Rich is still chilling. Uh, anything else that I? Know? I mean, I think Olenek is is probably worth uh, a short term. Um, just like he was last week. I mean, with James Johnson down, I think Olenek is is worth looking at. I'm, Bam Adebayo, like you said, is playing pretty well. He's he's on the waiver wired center list this week. Tyler Johnson went off on Saturday. Um, he's worth a look, even though Dragic was back. Um, How do you feel about uh, Johnson or Cannon? Tyler Johnson or Cannon? Yeah, I'd rather have Cannon. 
Okay, I think, yeah, I guess I'd probably... I don't know, man, it's close. Yeah, it's super close. I'd probably look at the schedule on that one, man. Benson plays more games this week. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Cannon has the higher upside, just because, again, like he's basically the only point guard that's worth a darn. Look at me saying darn. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so... But Kanan and uh, Ty both played three games this week, oh, so yeah. flip a coin, pick one of them up. Yeah, and again, like, um, yo, is Waiters going to have surgery? I kind of think he is. I don't not, know, man. Not now. Like, that's, if you roll your ankle three times in a game, man, like, that, that's, and then you got, like, who knows how many other times he's rolled his ankle, you know? We we have a new uh, Doritos ankle. Yeah, man. What What is that, um? Takis, Takis ankles. Is that what the, the new Doritos are? I always, I see that commercial. I swear, I see that commercial like fifteen times a night watching basketball, and I've like never really seen them in real life. Dude, all I know is I was fired up to get James Johnson back in every single league, and now he's hurt again. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to rest him. That's... I just, you know, I mean, my, I cannot get healthy, man. I, all my teams are super banged up. It's just, it has not been a fun year. Yeah, I need D'Angelo back. That's I could and, do D'Angelo, go, I could do Whiteside, I need Gordon, I need uh just, Yeah, Gordon killed me. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll move on. The Rockets kinda cut and dry on this one. CP3's out for a little bit. Day to day has a chance to play on Christmas, I guess. Uh, not looking good. And Capellas, again, minor. Um we already know the deal here. Eric Gordon, big winner. Start him confidently. Um I would try if you could sell high on him. I would probably do it. Like, if you could get him for top 65, do it. Um, Ryan Anderson also gets a good six, seven-minute bump, even before taking Capella into consideration. Can't really trust the net because you never know when he's going to rest, so Tariq Black may play a little bit. And, can you, and then, trust, can you trust Ryan Anderson? Um, I think it should be kind of owned, but, like, if I'm in a 10-teamer and I'm cutting a guy that I don't want to cut and I'm okay in threes, I probably wouldn't do it. Oh, man, he's been bad. Yeah. But again, opportunity's gonna be there, man. Like when he was really going strong, it was while Chris Paul was out. True. They're gonna they basically slide everyone down because Gordon plays a lot of three when CP three plays, and then Teresa goes from three to the four, so that opens up a, a big chance for him just because guys moving around. So, opportunities there. But again, I'm I don't I'm not a Ryan Anderson guy whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not racing to pick Ryan Anderson up. But okay. like you said, opportunity. Yep, so Lakers, Brandon Ingram has, uh, I forget which way it is, he has a quad strain and a quad contusion in his left and his right, I forget which one's which, so that's not good, he didn't play last night, Josh Hart, phenomenal, second double-double of his career, Josh Hart's interesting, he has three avenues to minutes now, we know KCP's going to miss at least two more games, I think on the 30th and the 1st, something like that, when it's Houston and Minnesota, um... Jordan Clarkson reportedly on the trade block. That would be bingo street for Hart, um, 30 man for me. And uh, like I said, Ingram's hurt. So he's appealing to me. He is he's in, almost in the Biombo tier, man. Because like, the Lakers are burnt. Why do they play him so many minutes? They really shouldn't do that. They play, they, they play, play, they play Ingram too much. Right? Yeah, I mean, Hart, like you said, Hart played 34 minutes last night. It looked really good. Um they love yeah, him for defense. How long do you think Ingram's going to be out? It's day to day, but um, again, this team's this team's not interested in winning games. I don't think so. I don't know. But uh, for now, I think we well. The good news is he plays on Monday, 
So we should have pretty good. And the Lakers are probably top five in revealing stuff about their players. Although the Ingram thing, but it wasn't a back to back to defend them. So, dude, how, how how much do we love Kyle Kuzma? He's insane, man. So fun. And we talked about him with Strope yesterday. His blocks are there now. They're not zero 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 zero. So yeah, he's easily the winner there. Um, okay, so what I wanted to talk about too, besides Hart, was Randall versus Nance. So in the Rockets game. It was Nance, the first game without Lopez. And then since, it's been Randall in the last two in the back-to-back. 21-10. and 10. I forget his line last night, but it was pretty decent. So where are you at here? Like, I think Randall kind of has to be owned, but how do you feel about Nance? Like, where does he fit in this tier of, like, would you drop him for Biombo? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm dropping Nance. Like, Randall, Randall should play a ton of center. From here on here on in or uh, you know at least till broke his back but um nance got 10 minutes kuzma's just killing it randall's playing pretty well i i'm dropping nance for guys like biombo and trey lyles and mike scott and mm-hmm. any anybody with a pulse yeah um again you're basically with nance you're betting against kuzma because uh, they're not really going to play him at center much and kuzma's just playing stupid high minutes so yeah, and also their schedule. They play a lot of like traditional fives, um, and teams that don't stretch you out like Houston does. I forget what the teams are. It's like Minnesota, Memphis. Yeah, Minnesota, Memphis, the Clippers. Uh, so there's your straight five man, and then Houston. So that may be a Nance game there. Minnesota, OKC, Charlotte. Uh, so you kind of get the drift there with centers. So yeah, it's not looking good for Larry Nance. And then by the time we get to when it softens up a little bit, Dallas and so on, like. Brooke will probably be close to being back. So, yeah, not looking good for Larry Nance, but I still like Randall. Want to add anything there? No. <laughs> okay, so Kings. Lastly, um, De'Aaron Fox, quickly. Why? Okay, so they had trouble jumping on Tuesday or Monday, whatever it was, and he played on Tuesday. Like, he has trouble jumping. You're playing a basketball game. Why on earth would you play a guy who has trouble jumping in a basketball game? Of course he's going to get hurt. So he has a partial tear in his quad. He's going to miss at least the two, next two weeks. Although before the game yesterday with, against the Spurs, he was on the court doing like agility drills and stuff. I was like, uh, he wasn't. I didn't see him jumping. Thank goodness. Uh, so, so um, yeah. Like I guess I would still stash Fox. I think Fox. Fox is kind of like Levine. I guess like he could be good. He could be not be. Uh, but fact is, he hasn't been very good. Uh, and really, who's benefited has been Buddy Heald and Bogdan. Again, they've kind of they were the the inception or conception of this seesaw idea I keep talking about. Like, because Bogdan was good, Buddy Heald was bad, Buddy Heald was good, Bogdan was bad, so on. So they both were good yesterday. Uh, and Buddy Heald's been so empty on defense. He shot the ball well. I think forty seven percent over his last ten or twelve or whatever. And making two threes, but nothing else, though. He needs to do more than that. And when he was decent last year, he was okay in assists and other stuff. So where are you at on Buddy Heald? Again, kind of a lukewarm hold. I wouldn't go run to add him, but he's been okay. Well, and he did not – I did not put him in waiver wire. Looking back on it, he, I probably should have had him in there. If nothing else, just because of the two 24-point games in his last yeah. three Um on the flip side, you know, Wednesday, in, standards, in between those two big games, he had two points um, in 16 minutes. So, I mean, he, he ping-pongs, he's, he's up and down, he's, he's 
good and not good, but like Buddy Heald's a good player. He's a good offensive player. He's a good scorer of the basketball. Like he should be reliable, especially for a team like the Kings. So he's, he's the next Steph Curry, Steve. <laughs> I think Buddy Heald, and I've been saying this all year. I mean, I still think he's somebody who should be held, and I think he's going to have a good second half. Buddy Held? Buddy Held. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's he's like Wiggins Jr. right now. You know? like <laughs> Hollow Man. Hollow Man all day. So, I, th- I think he'll be he'll be better. He needs to be. He was real. He was a hollow in college. He was real. He had a lot of assists and stuff at Oklahoma. Eight rebounds and a block last night, son. Come on. Yeah, well, give me some give me some steals. Give me some dies, man. <laughs> Especially when, like, De'Aaron Fox hasn't really been distributing the ball well. Like, George Hill isn't really a big ball distributor. Like, he needs to – him starting's huge. It was his first start since Halloween. So, again, this team doesn't really have a lot of great ball distributors. So, if he could take that role and run with it, again, maybe give him a pass. But we like to see guys changing roles a little bit. You know, I always talk about don't overrate starting. But um, him starting was a positive for me. Yeah. So we'll see if that sticks. It may not, uh, but it probably should, though. Okay. Uh, so I think we're good. Anything you want to add there? Willie Colley explosion. Oh, yeah, left. yeah. Willie Colley Stein, 10 of 18, 22 points, 11 boards, no blocks. But, uh, man, he I, when I was uh, trolling the waiver wire before this podcast, uh, he was surprisingly available in several of my leagues. So oh, okay. I picked him up in two leagues. Well, oh. several. When I say several, I mean two. But, uh, uh, that's not several. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was sitting out there in a couple of leagues. I picked him up. So, let's go Willie. Four straight games, 30-plus minutes. Um, again, the blocks have been down, which is fine, though. They're going to come eventually. He's shooting the ball all right um, from the line, um, hanging around 50% from the field. So, yeah, we, we like all this. If he can get that to 1.3-ish blocks, he's stealing a little bit. Um, not really much of a rebounder, but that's up. But yeah, he looks great, man. If he can get to 28 minutes a game consistently, 12 and 8 and block and a half, good percentages, 70%, I, you're chilling right there. I do have one last thing, a little uh, a little Mike Gallagher shout out. Oh yeah. Delon Wright. Yeah. Made the waiver wire column. Wright is heating up. He had 14 points, 3 steals, a block and a 3 on Saturday. He had 12 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, a steal and 2 threes on Thursday. That's his last 2 games. Um, I watched one of those games, and uh, man, he looks—he looks like a really good player. Um, he's super athletic. He's—he's he's quick. He plays defense, and uh, I kind of feel like the Delon Wright. That may be the the launching pad to get his uh, get him going. So he's awesome, I kind of like—I like him right now. He led the team in fourth quarter minutes before he got hurt. Um, they love him for on ball defense, man. He's going to be really good. So. I like him. Uh, I do want to add one thing. Spencer Dinwiddie, like we said on the Friday morning afternoon's podcast, like pick up Napier now, play him this weekend, and you're probably done. Um, so yeah, if you played Napier over the weekend, awesome. Um, it helped me beat Jonas in, in our head-to-head matchup. So that was huge, even though I lost Lillard. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that, there's a reason why we're not talking about him. His value is pretty much done. Um, and if he's in a 16-teamer, he's probably still going to be owned. But um. you talking about Shabazz? Yeah, yeah, Napes. Yeah, yeah, and I put I put him on uh, as the last point guard in waiver wire, I think, because um, because to give him some props for how well he played. Uh, yeah, those last few games. I mean, he was killing it for me in Fanduel. Um, Lillard had a hamstring injury; those tend to linger a little bit. So, um, 
Lillard says he's going to play on Thursday. Portland only has two games this week. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's a horrible time for Napier to have peaked. Uh, everything is going against him. I, I'm with you. I think he's about done. Um, but if Lillard's going to miss a game, you want to play Bass. And to be fair to him, too, he played well in the two games before Lillard went down. And when the Blazers were going strong, they did run that lineup out there a lot. They ran that lineup out there like 10 minutes a game. I mean, Dame, CJ, and Napier. So he's not done done, but I think if you're in a 16-teamer, you know, he's he's in that Biombo tier. Like, I, I think I would still hold him to see what's up because, again, they played him when he was healthy. I don't know what their schedule looks like. You're not using him this week, obviously. But I don't think he's done, but he's, he's obviously peaked. Like, don't expect what you just saw. All right. right on. Anything else? No, man. Let's go get ready for Christmas and uh, watch some, watch some football and uh, get our holiday on. All right, man. So you guys take care. Merry Christmas, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Steve. All right.